0: Take our Bibles at this time and turn to Psalm 67. The Word of God in the Psalter of God. Psalm 67, subheading reads To the chief musician on stringed instruments, a psalm, a song. God be merciful to us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us, that your way may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. Let the people praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. O let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you shall judge the people righteously and govern the nations on earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Then the earth shall yield her increase. God, our own God, shall bless us. God shall bless us, and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. Thus far we read the word of God, Psalm 67. and the text to which I draw your attention is the first two verses. God be merciful to us and bless us, and cause his face to shine upon us. That your way may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. Beloved, we see this as one of the great missionary psalms of the Old Testament. It's called, in fact, the great missionary psalm is Psalm 67. Uh, This is striking because this is the Old Testament, and the people of God were then primarily the Jews, and God called His own from them, and He made them His own peculiar people, even uh, geographically and, and nationally and ethnically. The Jews were the people of God. And still, this psalm reflects the fact that the Old Testament mentions that the plan of God was never to save the Jews of alone, but that the knowledge of God and the salvation of God might cover the face of the earth is clearly the teaching of the Old Testament throughout. Here, all the nations are called and all the people are called to praise God. And our psalmist, in fact, gives the reason... Uh, or. the, The psalmist desires mercy so that God's salvation might be known on earth. Now, not only, therefore, is there mention of the salvation and praise of a world full of people, not just the Jews, but there is the mention of the mission of the people of God to be engaged in that work of the praise of God in all the earth. That's in our very text, the very first words of the Psalms, where the text is a prayer that God would be merciful to us and bless us and cause His face to shine upon us in order that His way might be known in all the earth and His salvation among all the nations. In fact, beloved, we come here in Psalm 67, the first verses in this prayer for mercy, to the very root of all mission work, the mission work done in the Old Testament, the mission work done in the Great Commission where Jesus sends the disciples and therefore the church out into all the nations to disciple them and to uh, give His praise or make His praise known in those nations. The root in the heart of missions is this, the answered prayer of mercy. That's the root in the heart of missions. God be merciful to us and bless us and cause His face to shine upon us that there might be the work of the spreading of the gospel in all the earth, the salvation of God known in all the nations. We want our hearts to be aligned with this text and the root of missions here in this prayer, an answered prayer of mercy. And so may it be, beloved, that our hearts are aligned so that we consider what is the mission of the church because of the mercy of God to the church. First of all, what is that mercy? Second of all, what is the reason that we deal with the mission of the church? And then finally, that our hearts might be aligned so we would deal with some practical points. Mercy here that is prayed for is the mercy of God. God be merciful to us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us. Mercy is help in time of need. It's one of those verses, one of those salvation blessing verses. That's really a subset of the love of God or of the broader word in the Hebrew, chesed, which uh, is, includes all sorts of blessings and favors of God. Mercy basically, and even as we know it, the parlance of the day, is help to the helpless, you need mercy if you're out of a job. You need the, jo- the support of somebody. You can't support yourself. A child who is hurt needs mercy of someone who's going to give first aid and hug. And mercy then is, has to do with God helping those who cannot help themselves. But then there's a synonym of mercy in, in the blessing that we pray for with the psalmist. God be merciful to us and bless us. And Some have said that this has to do, therefore, with kind of a negative, help us in our need, and bless us is the positive, and do more than even show mercy and give basic help, but truly lavish us with blessing. Not sure how those words put together, but they certainly bespeak the fact that the psalmist is not praying that God would be stingy, but that God would be generous, show him all kinds of favor. And this is brought out by the third Way that the favor of God is expressed here. The psalmist prays, Cause your face to shine upon us. Or God be merciful and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us. That means smile. That's the opposite of the frown. That's the opposite of a father frowning at his children for their wrongdoing. It's the smile of God who is pleased with his children and their behavior and in the very fact that they are his children. And so this is the way that uh, this is all expressed here, and it's a prayer that God would be merciful, God would bless, and then this summary sort of figurative language, God would cause his face to shine upon us. Give light and favor, show in your very countenance that you love us and that you're here to answer our prayers. This brings up, in fact, the, the fact that this may well be an allusion to the Aaronic blessing, Numbers chapter 6. There it said that the sons of Aaron are to bless the children of Israel and say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So there, this blessing That was to be given to the tribes of Israel, including peace, the great shalom, that great word that encompasses all the other blessings and has to do with the smile of God favoring a people above all peoples so that they're reconciled to Him and so they are reconciled to one another. They prosper over their enemies. They are kept safe and they have all that they could ever need and want because God is their God, is the covenant expression of the smile and favor of God. Now, Theologically, we would say this means, in the first place, forgiveness. The first mercy of God is forgiveness of sins. As the psalmist says, when he calls his soul, summons his soul to bless the Lord, he, he prays that God would bless him for all his benefits and give that benefit of forgiveness of sins. In the mercy that's as wide as the ocean and as far as east is from west, that God would forgive his sins. Oh, how we need to remember that. That's the principal mercy among God's people. And it's the principal mercy they show to one another. They forgive one another as they have been forgiven in this daily work of forgiveness and declaration on behalf of the God who forgives us of his own mercy. Holiness then and liberation from sin, sanctification is something else which we would say theologically fits here. The whole of the Bible is about the mercy of justification, the declaration that we're right with God, we're forgiven, and now we have the right of access to Him, and then sanctification so that our condition is changed and we are set on the path, the liberty path, of serving God. And we are those who are set free, whose whose goal is to, to be holy, so liberated from sin and darkness and the chains of Egypt. Then there's this blessing as well. Glory. Heaven. Heaven's included in the blessings you have. Don't you know that? We think all we have is the earth and the stuff of the earth. Well, you're, you're thinking too small of your God and that your God is too small. We're called to heaven when we're called to God because God draws us there. That's where he's drawing us, by his verdicts and by his liberating presence and by his, his word of God and, and in the church and through the means of grace and of mercy. It's all about going to heaven. So we don't wait till tomorrow to lay a body in the grave or to preach someone into heaven. Uh, God forbid we'd ever do that or try to do that. But we are there now, beloved. As we are given faith, we're joined to things unseen and there's this principal victory so that we're with Jesus and he with us, not only on the earth, but in heaven. It's this wonderful glory where God has, for the sake of his son, so blessed us. This mercy, this mercy, blessing, smile of God, that's the first thing, first prayer here. God, be merciful to us and bless us. And God, make his face to shine upon us. And God, uh, do this, that his way may be known in the earth and so on. But think of that. Is that our first prayer? Is that our first prayer? Our first concern in church, with home, individually, at work, God, show mercy, needs to be. For then we show we really understand it. We are just of the earth. We are mere sinners, terrible sinners, and God is the helper of sinners and the friend of sinners and the lavisher of blessing upon sinners in the way of their asking him for his blessing. That's the first thing. And the center of it all is that in this mercy, blessing, and smile of God, we might know the way of God. If you'll note, verse 2 connected with verse 1 is that we pray that God would be merciful to us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us that his way might be known on earth, his salvation among all nations. We're praying for mercy and all those wonderful favors that the way of God might be known all around us. That means that we are given to know the way That God's mercy, blessing, and smile is so that we know the way, and somehow through us, this way is known in the nations. That's the idea of the text here. So the principal blessing is the knowledge of the way of God. The way of God? Well, that's Jesus, isn't it? The way of God, ever higher than our ways, and not known unto men until God shows us, this way of God, this way that he works, this word that he speaks, this work that he does, this wonder that he is, is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. God come down. And God promised in the Old Testament to come down in the New to show us the way up to heaven. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Don't you know that, sinner? Jesus Christ Not talking about anything esoteric here, secretive, known only by the Gnostics and known only by certain groups of people who are good enough. But here is the way that God would know in all the nations that is his son. It's the Son way. That's it. Intimately linked with mercy and blessing and the smile of God and causing his face to shine. Is the face of God in Jesus. The mercy of God in Jesus. The blessing of God, the word well spoken in Jesus, the Son of God incarnate. Hebrews, we saw this morning, testifies of him as the great way, the only way. Angels aren't the way to God, prophets aren't the way to God, but the Word of God is. The word spoken in these latter days is that the Jesus is the Savior, the great high priest, the revelator of God who opens up the way. He has the way through his blood. He's the way through his pronouncements and his, his activity of, of dying for sinners and atoning for them. In their place, this way has come to be on their behalf and so that heaven's gates are opened up to them. Even on earth, we have access to him. His blood is everything. Now, To know the way is to believe the way. It's to trust that way. It's to walk in that way of faith and holiness. Do you know the way, beloved? Do you know the way? Do you pray for mercy... God to bless you and make his face to shine upon you, and you might know the way. Now, I know as believers we know the way. Here's a prayer that isn't just a prayer of one-time activity. Here's a prayer that we pray all the time. It's a prayer that the the, the fire might be fanned of our devotion to God. It's a prayer that we would make that God would continue to show us the mercy and the blessing and the smile of God in Jesus, and, and they w- we would not ignore that mercy and that blessing and that smile of God in Jesus, that we would inself- ourselves be distracted by all this stuff and, and turn on the phone, and, and here we are again having a conversation with ourselves and our buddies on Facebook instead of our friend in heaven. Well, beloved, how is it with us? One has said that this is the prayer, this mercy prayer of all God's people at all times. It unites the best of saints and the worst of sinners. That's striking why therefore we don't know the setting of this song. It's a song for every setting, every situation right now, and I would say that it's for your situation now and and yours and mine, this prayer for mercy that we might be blessed and the face of God shine upon us and we would know Jesus again and again. It's for spiritual help. We're reminded of that when we read of the way being known on the earth, which, of course, is the way we must communicate to the people in answer to the prayer of mercy and having received mercy. It's spiritual help, the salvation of God. It's so that the salvation of God might be known among all the nations. Not so that the help of the Kiwanis Club might be known among the nations, or the help of whatever other club there is on the earth that helps people, but so that the mercy of God in Jesus, the forgiveness of God in Jesus, the spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Jesus might be known. Not just health and wealth and strength, but biblical mercies that are always Christ centered. Always Christ centered. That's why Peter praises. May God be praised. Blessed be God who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places from the cross, even when when there's difficulties. Amazing how this tempers how we look at life, how we let go of life, how we look at things, how we look at one another. When you're praying for mercy in Jesus, you're praying not just, oh, I hope I have a long life, 94. I hope I have lived in 94. But you're praying... Lord, if I have a long life, if you give me that, then I'm going to serve you then, praise you. But if you're going to cut it off shorter, that's okay. Just show mercies, Lord. Just show mercies if I die in the arms of my a, a mother and I'm six years old, or if I'm 35 or 94, just show mercy. Just give me Jesus Be with me in Jesus. And the reason, second point, is that God's way may be known on earth, the salvation among all the nations. God's way, God's Son, the way, the truth, and the life forevermore. That's the gospel. The gospel is the good news, God's way of heaven. Meeting earth is in Jesus Christ revealed. God's way of dwelling with the humble and the contrite is in the way of himself becoming humble. And contrite, as it were, humble before God. The way of the one of glory who is greater in glory than all angels becoming a servant taking upon him humanity and sin and shame, yours and mine, becoming dirty, not personally, but as a representative of one who needs to be, who needs to be somehow exposed to the wrath of God, to do the will of God, forsaken that we might never be, God's way has to be known. That's the gospel. That's the way. And we preach that to sinners because there's no other way. Whereas doctors who go and the diagnosis of everyone we see, let's say you're a doctor, uh, the diagnosis of everyone you see is you're gonna die. Imagine that if that was your life as a doctor. Every patient of yours, you'd have to say to them, prognosis is is gloomy. You're going to die. You don't tell them when, but you're going to tell them that you're going to die. What you have is fatal. And so the child of God comes with that news, that grim news. You're going to die. And in fact, you're going to die, and it's not a natural thing. It's a a death at the hands of the angry God because you're a sinner, and you deserve to die. Because God says, so. well, my mom doesn't say so. She likes me not about mom or dad. It's about God. See, we're we're in this earth to divert people from their obsession with themselves and with this earth and with the goodies of the earth and the perversions of the earth and the, the monuments to men on the earth that people make. We're to divert them from that and say, wake up and look up. We're like those kinds of doctors, and we have the good news. There's a way. Trust in that way, because that's something that the way calls for. The way is presented, and the gospel is only in Jesus, but there's a calling. Repent! Goes out in the church, and I understand, I hope you understand, this is going out in this church. Repent of your sins, and of all the hypocrisy sliding along and seeking to be a private Christian or someone who's just halfway there or almost a Christian, almost committed to wanting some of your money in, in other funds and in other places. Want some of your investments in time and in yourself, and not at all in God. Well, that's the reason, though, that we pray for mercy, that God's way might be known on the earth as salvation among the nations, and, and that's everywhere on the earth, according to the promise of Abraham. We, we pray that God's way might be known, Genesis 12, 1 through 3. Get out of your country, God's speaking to Abram, from your family, from your father's house, to a land I will show you, I will make you a great nation, I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing, I will bless those who bless you, I will curse you, him who curses you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed." And, of course, this is what is understood to be the blessing of heaven from all the nations and tribes and tongues, Revelation, the early chapters. God's people are redeemed to be there to praise God. It's a universal salvation, that is, salvation to all the peoples and all the nations. That's what we're praying to be made known the coming of the kingdom among God's people in their hearts so that churches are established and individuals are brought out of, out of darkness. But now, how, what's the connection here? What's the connection? As we exegete the Bible, it's not only important to understand the terms like mercy, blessing, the smiling of the face of God, but how is it that our prayer for mercy is with the result that, and in order that, God's saving help might be known among all nations and His way known on the earth. What's the connection there? Well, beloved, I firmly believe it's the connection that God Himself would make between His plan and, and our praying. He includes his plan and even causes his plan to save the nations, his own from them, through the prayers of the people of God. Even as Jesus sent the disciples out to disciple the nations and didn't just come down from heaven himself again and again and again and plant his flag all by himself and just simply make disciples out of the dust and use disciples instead. So here the psalmist is reminding us that our prayers and answers to prayers are missional. It's the beginning, in fact, of the discipling of the nations. When we pray for mercy, somehow there's this connection with the mission of the ages to save God's people from everywhere. And how does that work? Yes. the next question, how does that work? Okay, we, we, we can see a connection here. And it must be like this, don't you think? Because this is your experience and this is the rest of the word of God. When God answers our prayers, we're different. We're those who, whose prayers are answered. And therefore, who have received mercy and blessing and known the smile of God. Well, what happens with that, don't you know? What is your experience of Christianity? Your knowledge of the way, isn't it something exciting, exhilarating, empowering, freeing? Prayerless persons are dead persons. Christians who are half dead, who are limping along, who are backslidden, are those who show it in their lives. They're more concerned about their stuff and preserving their stuff and their own little holy huddle in their family or in their church than they are of reaching out. You can tell. There are prayerless people or half-praying people or just half-nodding toward God and toward missions, but really in it for themselves, maybe for their name. But when God's people pray, when you pray, when I pray and we really are on our knees, crying out for mercy and his blessing and forgiveness and sanctification and liberation and glory and the presence of God in our lives, then watch out. The world will begin to know. Your world, you in your home, among your relations They will know this man's been on his knees, this boy, this girl, this mother, this father, this grandparents, these elders, this pastor, these deacons, all of us have been on our knees and something's happened to them. It's not just that the lights are on, but God is in and God is in this place. And it's not going to be same old, same old. Not in my house, not in my life, not in our church. Because there's a God in Israel. There's a God on the earth still, and a God in hearts. And one by one, we're made missionaries. One by one. It's not about, first of all, the formal calling of a man of God. The sending out of the apostles and watch them go. The sending of money over to Uganda. That, if we start there, is death. It's the beginning of fake mission work. The beginning of real mission work is an answer to the prayers of God for just this mercy. I didn't even say, Help me to do missions better. How am I to be more in understanding and to go to the conference so I can get the, uh, uh, the, the, the right uh, practicalities of mission work and, and how can I be all things to all men? And those are questions you ask and those things aren't wrong in themselves, but without the prayer and the answer to prayer for mercy, it's just fake. So you show mercy. That's what happens when you know mercy. You show mercy. And you pray for opportunity to show mercy. And you really are in it to win souls. You really are in it to be on the behalf of God whose plan it is that you're linking up to by this thing called prayer. That's how it works. So there's a mercied sinner who walks through the neighborhood and people, they take notice, not of him, but of God who shows mercy. Someone in your life, yeah, he might be the the beggar in the corner of the Beltline in Myers' parking lot. I need money, I need this. God may move you somehow to interact with that person, not saying it's wrong or right maybe another person in your life, maybe simply have to show mercy and pity and power and piety and consistency in your home, and with your wife and with your husband, at the grave, at the funeral, whatever, in ordinary living. There's a mercy sinner, look out, God is in the midst. And then there's a mercy church in the corner. and I think the address is 62 Lamoureux. Palmstock Park. There's a saved people. There's a people not of the earth. There's a people blessed beyond what earth can give and with just what is needed for this dead cemetery of a world. Peace with God. Let's only pray, beloved, that our hearts are aligned with this heart of the psalmist here who wants everyone's heart to be aligned with his. God, be merciful to us, he says, not just to me, but to us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us that God's way, his Jesus, might be known among all the nations. Well, how are hearts going to be aligned here? Some practical points. Oh, beloved, as I hinted in the second point, we need to have praying hearts, Praying hearts, hearts for mercy, are are thankful hearts. You don't pray for mercy thinking that God hasn't shown it already. In fact, we pray for mercy because he has shown it already. And we want more. And God likes that. Please, God, may I have some more mercy. Please, God, may I have more of that. That? In all the store of provisions you have... there's mercy. I need that, first of all. I need that. I'm helpless. I'm a helpless preacher. Do you know that? A helpless w- husband, a helpless dad and grandparent. I'm a helpless one. Isn't that something? You came to a church and the minister's helpless in himself. But he knows that God is full of help and would point you you and you and you and you and you to that help. So that means we need to preach mercy and preach the way. It's striking how this is so fundamental to give us the spirit. God gives the spirit and grace the means of grace through preaching and sacrament. That's how he does this, according to the word of God. And preaching the way and therefore the mercy of God, preaching Jesus, makes for people who want more of the way. They want to know more. They want to grow more. They want to be fruitful. They want to be used of God in the mission of the ages. So no matter what they're doing there, there's this light in this dark place, in the shop, on the street, in Division Avenue, in East Grand Rapids, wherever you're from, wherever you go. There's preaching. Let's put you there. God uses that ordinary means of grace. And so we hear, and we believe and our faith is confirmed as we had this morning. It confirmed by the preaching. And so that's all we want in the nations. This is very important. And in the evangelical world, we, we, we need to be discerning here because oftentimes, in evangelicalism nowadays, there's a different mission than the Bible's mission We want the way of God to be known on the earth. What's that? That means salvation. We want, because that's what he says, your salvation among the nations. Your your way is salvation. Jesus is salvation. Believing in him is salvation. That's all we want. Well, that must mean, that must be all we preach. Remember, Paul says to the Corinthians, we determine not to know anything among you except Christ crucified. Well, that's exactly what we preach here. Why, Paul preached that there, so that there might be the fruits of those who've been to Jesus, who've been melted away in their pride because they're saying, I need the mercy of the cross, and now they're praying for that. And now they understand that the mission of the church is just that, and nothing more, nothing less, nothing different. You see, it's not, therefore, about politics, policies. It's about discipleship and true Christians, not transformation of science but the transformation of souls and more people discovering their sin and flying to Jesus. One thing about This prayer that God's way would be known on earth and his salvation among all the nations is we're not so deluded as to think God's going to save everybody and everybody's going to heaven as if there's no hell. We know from the word of God that there is a hell. And so this universal aspect of salvation here is not saying that God will save everyone head for head and that we ought to go and save everyone head for head. That's not biblical, nor wise, nor is it loving, because, beloved, though we love souls, we love them all. We want the ones we meet to be saved, and we want them to repent. Nevertheless, God's way is to save his own, and Jesus died and came and died and is coming again to save his own. And so we preach this, and this doesn't make us popular, that Jesus Christ is the only way, and if, if you're not linking up to that by faith, You're out of the way and you're going to hell. And we also dare to preach or to pray not only this prayer, God be merciful to us. But, and I dare you to pray this, and this is a holy dare, we pray also that God would destroy workers of darkness. Imprecatory Psalms. We're coming up to some of them in Psalm 69. You're going to be here for that service? The Psalms where the psalmist calls curses upon the enemies of God. Not, of course, that we're not taking heed to Jesus who says that we are to bless those who curse us and so on. But simply recognizing that there are people destined for the curse. And if they continue in that way, we say, God, your will be done and use us and in answer to our prayers that the kingdom may come. Destroy the other kingdom, which is Babel and which is being made here. There's an American Babel, there's a there's a China Babel, there's all one Babel though. The Babylon, the great whore which hates the church, hates God and loves man. God be merciful to us, except for the grace of God, that's where we go. And we go and we might be surprised. As we pray for mercy and God answers, and he puts us into this place of significance so that Monday morning really means something now. Not just, oh, I need another cup of coffee. But so that there's more meaning in our life. And we don't have to get another job. Maybe we need one. But we don't have to change this and that another thing in our life because God's been with us in our hearts and He's changed our way of looking at things, an ordinary being housewife and a mother and and all of those 27 kids we have to care for. God is good. We might be surprised then that God will keep us right in the same place, but he'll change us in that place to make us more his. That's a surprise sometimes to me. That's a surprise, and that's a good thing. We also might recognize spiritual successes where we thought there wasn't anything. I think a lot of our prayerlessness is because we're not recognizing that God answers prayers in ordinary things, in ordinary people of our lives, sustaining us where we're at, and we're supposed to be thankful for that. We just think it happens. We just live another day. And there's another son or a grandson comes and takes care of us and we're so thankful for that we don't see God in these things. We don't. And we don't say God, thank you. There's one thing, I'll say this about my mother, Grace Kay's mother. To the very end, what a thankful person. What a thankful person. And there we are complaining and that we're so bogged down and she's so thankful. Oh, I'm so glad glad to be alive, glad for you, glad for you, glad to see the grandkids so thankful they came and sang with her the day before she died. Thankful. Let's learn something about that. And then this, finally, because the the psalmist wants us to to see the abundance of the mercies of God. Let all the peoples praise you. That's That's the prayer. But then... The earth is somehow taken into this in verse 6 and 7. The earth shall yield her increase, and God, her own God, shall bless us. Well, oh, beloved, that's a, that's a, uh, a picture of, of heaven. I just want to read from you, uh, from Ezekiel 34, for you with that. Somehow to interpret this fact that there's going to be uh, great crops, there's going to be lavish abundance on the earth, we need to be understanding that this is part of the way, and the blessing of the way of God's people in Christ. Ezekiel 34 leads us the way, uh, in the way here. In verse 23, "'I will establish one shepherd over them, "'and he shall feed them my servant David.'" He's talking about Jesus. "'He shall feed them and, uh, and be their shepherd, "'and I, the Lord, will be their God, "'and my servant David, a prince among them. "'I, the Lord, have spoken.'" And note this, I will make a covenant of peace with them and cause wild beasts to cease from the land, and they will dwell safely in the wilderness and sleep in the woods. I will make them in the places all around my hill a blessing, and I will cause showers to come down in their season. There shall be showers of blessing. Then the trees of the field shall yield their fruit, and the earth shall yield her increase. They shall be safe in their land, and they shall know that I am the Lord when I have broken the bands of their yoke and delivered them from the hand of those who Slave them. You see this? This is what Paul speaks of in Romans 8 when he says that the creation itself, now groaning, somehow is longing to participate in the redemption of the sons of God. Somehow, here in this Prayer for mercy and this spreading of the gospel and the knowledge of God covering the face of the earth. There's a participation in that earth itself in the dust so that there's an anticipation of the renewal, the new heaven, the new earth. This is heaven. You pray for mercy. Watch out what you're going to receive. Look for what God will give and be glad just like the nations. And so we pray, so we conclude. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. God, be merciful that we may pray that prayer. Amen. Our Father in heaven, we pray that you would bless us and you would cause us to know your face shining upon us and you would give us to go in peace and power and piety and praise as we are on the mission, every one of us and all of us together, so we hear the word of God as we participate in the ministry of the Church of Jesus Christ and are used of you in answer to prayers to further the kingdom and cause the kingdom to come. Thanks for Jesus, the great, the one and only God, our Savior, in whose name we pray. Amen.